Hello everyone, welcome back to day two of the Parrot Pal podcast. Hopefully you're on a walk listening to this. And if you haven't listened to yesterday's podcast, you can go back, um, top left, you can go back and see the uh, podcast from yesterday. Um, I hope you've managed to use the app of a playabout, maybe you've got some questions or whatever. There is a Facebook group to join um, where I'm in there every day answering questions all the time. So if you've got any questions about the app, your, your fat loss, your whatever, this and that, I'm more than happy to answer and I'm very quick at doing so. Um, but today I'm going to touch upon quickly a, a few key features, um, if you don't mind, and you might know them already, but the app does have a barcode scanner, okay? So this will, it's got the same verified food database as NutriCheck uses, which is one of the most highly rated apps. But NutriCheck is tap, 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 tap. Where we've done the tests against NutriCheck and MyFitnessPal, they're 260% slower than us at tracking the same foods. You know, and that's from experienced users. If you had two beginners on two apps, you know, that would be like five, 600% slower than us. So vastly quicker. We've got the same accuracy. It's more fun. Um, you can also create your own recipes and meals and custom foods so like if you go to the knife and fork icon you can create the meal you can add the items and save it you can create the recipe tell it how many servings it does and you can add the foods in for a barcode scan or verified food search sorry and you can create custom foods as well just like the traditional apps okay you can do all of those you can also search over 16,000 size uh, recipe database so on the bottom right on the knife and fork icon Tap the knife and fork icon, that screen pops up. On the bottom right, it says recipe database. You can search, and then on the top right, you can filter via lowest calorie per, per recipe to highest calories per recipe. The numbers you're given are the numbers for the total recipes. So say now you saw a recipe, it said it's 550 calories. You know, that's for the total recipe. You can search chicken, beef, or you want to do rice, whatever base you want to search for, you can do that. And then... Obviously, if you have half of it, you, you put 0.5, which means you've got 50% of it when you add it to your food log and stuff like that. So you're never out of you're never out of these kind of like ideas and stuff. So you've got everything you need there. You've got the traditional app method if you want to go down that route. You can also save these things to your top 10. Now, if I, if, I don't know if you've noticed, but above the, the bar on your phone where you type in a voice note, there's a little an orange arrow. If you tap that, it pops up a little bubble bar. And those bubble bars are of 10 items you can add. So if you go to the knife and fork menu and you swipe across on the top and you see top 10 foods, right? This is where you can save your frequent meals, your frequent foods. So they pop up in this bubble bar. So say now every morning you have a latte from Costa, you just save it there. And then when you go on your phone in the morning, you tap that orange icon and then bam, done. You can add it to your food log instantly, right? Then I'm going to show, I'm going to link a video, um, there's a video to watch after this podcast about how to do all this stuff, right? So I'm not just going to talk to you about features and you can you have to envision them, right? So just know you've got all the power you need and it's super easy for you to use Parapal. Um, one question I get, though, about um, this fat loss stuff is like, can you really eat what you want? And is it healthy for me to just eat what I want as long as I hit my protein and calorie target, right? That's one thing people ask, is it, is it really true, Scott? <clears throat> and it is true. So there's a few studies that prove this. There's one study where they had a group of uh, bikini competitors, okay? So there was one group of comp- uh, bikini competitors who were getting ready for a show who are only going to eat what we call clean foods, which is a silly name, but clean foods, so such as like lean meats, rice, veggies, fruits, right? And the other group was able to follow a macro approach, so they had a target for protein, cal- calories, carbs, and fat, and all they had to do was hit those targets each day, but they could eat whatever foods they wanted to do. 
Now, the results were the same, essentially, in the, in the end. But when they looked at their nutrient quality, what group do you think had better nutrient quality? A lot of people think, well, obviously, the clean eating, but it's not true. The group that had most of the nutrients required were the, the macro-based group, the ones who were focusing on just a target, but eating whatever foods they wanted to. There's a few reasons behind this. One, clean foods is very limited variance in your eating, okay? Two, if you eat a mix of, like, good veggies and fruits and lean meats, so if you're a vegan, you know, the vegan stuff, and then you have, like, cereals and you have yogurts, which are considered processed foods, and you have, like, a chocolate bar and ice cream, you've got a wider variety of foods you're eating. And these foods are typically fortified with vitamins and minerals these days. So the best mix is to have a mix of clean, as we call them, clean foods. The foods are really... We know that are good for us, are nutrient dense, and then the foods that are like considered processed or ultra processed, they're fine as well in moderation. But mix them in because that's the best is to mix them both. And another study proves this. So another study showed that these they tried to they had a computer um, software program and they were like, we want to get two thousand calories a day from all the generic foods, you know, like you know potatoes and bananas and fruits and chicken or whatever. Can this computer create a combination of these clean foods and reach all the micronutrients and um, minerals and vitamin targets we need per day. So the computer would try this. It was a machine learning thing that could look at all of these foods, mix them all up into different days and see if there was a potential, there was some kind of meal plan that could create this 2,000 calories plus all the vitamins and minerals we need. And the answer was no. The answer was no until they added in processed and ultra-processed foods. Then, with the mix of those, it was able to hit 2,000 calories and hit the vit- uh, multivitamin, uh, multivitamin, the vitamin, the vitamin and mineral um, targets. So again, proving you want a mix of everything. You want to enjoy your life as well. You want to be able to go out and have that dinner out. You want to have your ice cream. You want to have your chocolate bar. You want to have the bag of crisps you love. You want to have the bowl of cereal that you love. You know, You want to mix it in. But you also want to say, hey, I want to increase my protein intake, which means, yeah, I might have to look at uh, lean meats. I might have to look at whey protein, really high quality protein. I might need to look at some protein bars. I might need to look at like um, beans, legumes and stuff like this to increase my protein content in my day. So just remember that it's a very important part. And you need to look at it like this as well. You've got a budget per day. So you've got a budget for your calories and you've got a budget for your protein. Now, you could spend the majority of your calorie budget, right? on a a massive chocolate cake and a five guys burger okay and then you might have 200 calorie budget left and then you're gonna have to be looking at foods that are you know very low in calories kind of like when you put an outfit together say now you've got to put an outfit together you could spend you have a thousand pounds to spend right you could spend 900 pounds on the shoes or 900 pounds on the jacket but you still need to buy the trousers you still need to buy the shoes you might still need to buy the t-shirt or whatever so then you have to go really cheap on those items but you still have hit rich you still have got the combination for the budget it's just you've had to work around it so a lot of people prefer to be even i'll have an even spend on my t-shirt and my jacket and my shoes but some people go do you know what no i want to have a decent amount of my my budget in the evenings for the stuff i like in my in my life i do like a glass of wine i do like a, a chocolate bar i really do like having a bag of crisps with watching tv you know and you add these in and you go yeah they're not great you know 250 calories a bag of crisps they're not great to fill me up I can get a good meal for 400, but it's some it's psychological a lot of it as well, okay? So those are really two important points to look at. 
Um, you're, playing the, you're, play, you're playing a game of Tetris, basically, with your calories and protein, right? You're trying to get your ca calorie target there, and you're trying to get your protein target within range. You don't have to be perfect, because perfectionism does not exist. It is an illusionary state. You cannot be perfect with this stuff. Do not... The worst thing you can do is uh, procrastinate doing this because you've seen a tiny discrepancy in the app. For example, you could put in... Um, Warburton's Thin Bagels Slice, okay? It comes up. On the package, it says 100 calories and then on and it's 4 grams of protein. And then the app comes up and says 95 calories, 4 grams of protein. You go, oh my God, it's not accurate. What's the point? Now, the app is going to round up in increments of 5 or 10. So it will be accurate most of the time. But even if it's a bit off, over the grand screen, that does not matter, okay? Do not use that as an excuse to throw it in the bin. My Fitness Pal... All other apps, food labels in themselves are not accurate. They can be up to 10% off, okay? So food labels can be up to 10% off. Restaurants that put calories on menus. The Shum CEO came out because they found 50% difference in some meals calories. said, look, different chefs, different stuff, you know, different styles can impact that. Then you've got like the factory or if you're making the food like the packaging says 100 grams it could be 95 grams or 97 grams okay so you've got the air so you've got errors all along the way now what do you say to that you say let's throw it all in the bin of course you don't say that you don't say let's throw it all in the bin because there's errors of 10 percent here five percent there what we do is we track to the best of our ability we have a baseline for what our engine tick is so our own app will tell us then okay you had 2000 calories today and when i track tomorrow it says 1800 the chances are I've had less energy that day, okay? It might not be bang on the 200 calories, but it's very close. So don't try and expect perfection in your, in your, in your results, in the calorie tracking, in, the, in everything, because it doesn't actually exist out there, right? It just does not exist. So the app uses AI. It's intelligent. It is, it is trying to mitigate all of these errors. It's trying to, over time, it will. So on average, it does. And that's why it takes averages of meals out. Instead of looking at, you know, you look at a menu so where the spoons, it says 800 calories for a meal, all right? And you type that in, Parapal say, well, it's 860 on Parapal. You go, well, it's different to what where the spoons are saying. But what, what Parapal is doing is taking that and comparing it to other restaurants that have got the same meal and taking an average. So really, you're trying to get an average, which is more accurate for eating out, Okay than just taking it at face value there. So please don't be perfectionist. It does not exist. It's an illusionary state. What I want you to do is just try your best every day. Like if you can't voice note into the app once about the food you've eaten, you need to look at your values and priorities about what's important. This isn't about being obsessed with tracking. This is this Tracking isn't exactly a bad thing. A lot of people are like, oh, tracking is so bad. It's bad for you. It's not tracking as bad. It's the relationship with it. As long as we're not trying to be perfectionism, we're trying to be scientists here. You are a scientist for the next seven days or you're on day two already. You're a scientist collecting data and at the end of it, we will have a look at the data as a scientist as well. We are not judging ourselves. So the important, you're not judgmental. You're not looking at things in good and bad. You are simply collecting data. You are using a modern state-of-the-art app to collect data in a very easy way that does all the work for you. Just remember that. Let go of the perfectionism, right? That's how we make change. We start looking at our behavior objectively without judgment. And that's how we can see the facts clearly. And the facts will say, Scott, you're clearly overeating. Your calorie intake on average over the last seven days is 3,100. And your target is 2,200. Okay. What's, what should I do there? Well, it's obvious. I need to bring my energy intake down. 
I shouldn't change my target there. I shouldn't have a go at my hormones and body type. I shouldn't have a go at this and that. It's a simple, clear observation because I'm not judging myself for it. It's a fact that I've eaten more calories this week than my targets. There's numerous reasons why. Could be at a wedding. I could have had a lot of social stuff. I'm not trying to put a blame on anything. I'm just going by the facts, right? And that's why as part of PowerPal, you've got five key things to focus on a day. Three main things, two other bonuses. First one is obviously the daily podcast. Bonus, it's good to get some information in your mind at the start of the day. Hopefully I can motivate you and get you in the right shape of mind for the day. Second is obviously we've got calories, protein and steps. The three key ones, the three, the trio of doom. <laughs> you need to track these three things. Um, and the steps is automatic because it tracks to Apple Health. Um, reload the screen sometimes if it hasn't updated and protein and calories is easy to do now the other one is weight daily weigh-ins now the reason we do daily weigh-ins is a similar approach to the averages of calories over the week one if you take if i take one weigh in today say i weigh myself today and i'm and i'm uh, 80 kgs and i weigh myself in a week's time and i'm 81 kgs you might assume scott you put on one kgs right because i've got two data sets i've got one today and one in seven days time now but if i weighed myself day two, three, four, five, six as well, and my weight was like 79, 78, 79.5, and then I took an average of those weigh-ins and I was 79.1. I don't know, now I'm 0.9 kilos lighter. So it's gone from being one kg heavier to actually I'm 0.9 kg lighter because I've taken an average because you will have fluctuations every single day. Your weight will go up every single day, no matter how good you are on your targets, it can depend on stress, food, water intake, exercise, if you're a woman, menstrual cycle. All of these things impact your weight day to day. So instead of taking just two weigh-ins, one, one this week, because today I could have a high weigh-in, sorry, today I could have a low weigh-in, and next week I could have a high weigh-in, and I put everything on a weekly weigh-in. You know, you slim in world and stuff. They're like, oh my God, the weekly weigh-in, it's it, it's the big day. Oh my God, if this doesn't show a drop, everything's been a waste of time. No, we wake up in the morning, we go to the toilet, and we just weigh ourselves. It's a piece of data, it's so easy to collect. Why wouldn't we collect it? We just step on the skills, we use it as training of stoicism. We say, look, it's not the number that's the problem, it's my opinion about the numbers that's your problem. Can I see that? Can I see the trigger? And I look in the morning, I put my feet on, and I get the weight number, and I put it in the app. And I go, there we are, weight's in the app. And I crack on my day. And I let, my, I let the power part give me the weekly average. I'm not, one, I'm not worrying, I'm not saying I hope today's lighter, Hope to open my heavier, blah, blah, blah. I'll say, let's see what the numbers say at the end of the week. So let me take as many weigh-ins in the week as possible. Looking at the numbers, you want to take at least three weigh-ins per week to be accurate on the, on the weekly average. Every day is ideal, obviously, in the morning after you go to the toilet or whatever. But other than that, just try and do three at least. If you're doing one only, we risk having data we risk making decisions of data that's not right. So like I said, the one kg heavier, obviously I wasn't. I was 0.9 kg lighter. So to make a decision on that point is not ideal. And that could happen over weeks and weeks and weeks and wrong decisions made over those times could, could have a big impact, right? So that's it for today. Hopefully you have a good day. Remember, one day at a time, nothing, nothing can be done tomorrow. It's all about today. Try your best today. Track the best you can. Put a smile on your face you know, gay steps in, hit your, hit your protein, hit your calories, um, and enjoy it. Really enjoy the process and come back here tomorrow. And I'm sure you will have learned a lot by now, even in day two. Um, but tomorrow I've got a very, very important task for you. So please come back tomorrow for day three of your Pirate Pal trial.